Today, we're joined by Mike Stelzner, founder of Social Media Examiner, Social Media Marketing World, and the Social Media Success Summit. He'll be giving us his criteria on what it takes for businesses to evaluate new social media platforms and which ones they should be using. You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Welcome, Mike. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I have to say, you know, this was, uh, I was looking forward to this. So, uh, and this topic, which we're talking about today, and, and, is so relevant, especially because we're doing this on Blab, right? And uh, you are you are a very prudent man when it comes to selecting new platforms to play with. And I really want to hear your your insights here. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Mr. Mike Stelzner is the founder and CEO of Social Media Examiner. Uh, he's written books. Uh, he's also the founder of Social Media Marketing World, Social Media Success Summit, which is actually going on right now, right, Mike? Yeah, literally. As of, <laughs> like right this I mean, not literally, but this you know, over the next this week and the next few weeks, yeah. Can can anyone buy tickets still or no? Yes. Uh, they okay. Can, uh, we're recording this on October the 9th for about another week. Okay. So uh, if you, I'll take that link and I'll drop it in the show notes as soon as this goes live. Um, and then you're also the founder of Social Media Marketing Society. Lots of things going on. I will be dropping links for everybody in the show notes. Uh, Brandboostcast.com/slash/subscribe. You can go ahead and check that out. Um, all right, let's just jump right into it, Mike. Yes, sir. Let's talk about platforms in general, social media platforms, right? Which ones do you use daily? I use Facebook and Twitter predominantly. Um, mostly checking Facebook, probably, I don't know, it seems like 100 times a day, but it's not. Probably realistically 10 to 20 times a day on Facebook. Our company <laughs> operates on Facebook. We have private groups on Facebook for all of our staff and personnel. We're... Um, using Facebook private groups to monitor the news um, and so on and so forth. Uh, so Facebook's the main one. And then Twitter is second. Predominantly me personally, I am just checking Twitter maybe once or twice a day using TweetBot on my iPhone and monitoring basically people that are corresponding with me. And then LinkedIn, I check maybe once every other day. Mostly, I'm just looking at uh, direct messages because I have all the notifications turned off on LinkedIn. Um, beyond that, those are the main ones that I'm using on a regular basis. You said you check LinkedIn. I'm at, that shocked me and is throwing me off my original line of thinking. You check LinkedIn once a day, you said? Once, maybe every other day. And every I, other I day. At, I don't look at anything on LinkedIn except to see if someone sent me a private message. So all right, let's talk about that for a second. What value do you still see there for businesses, brands, companies, anything like that? Well, first of all, you asked me personally, right? So yes. I'm, not, I'm not saying LinkedIn isn't used by our company, but it's not used by me personally. So um, I do have seven people on my social team. So uh, we do use LinkedIn as, as a company. And uh, the main way we're using LinkedIn is we have a LinkedIn company page. And I don't know how many thousands of fans are on there. We use that to promote our content. And then we have a, um, a LinkedIn private groups we use for social media marketing world and social media success summit. And we've got a team that's active in there. But, um, you know, I just only have so many hours in the day as every other marketer does. And I know that it's true that some people are not on Facebook and they're on LinkedIn, but the vast majority are actually on multiple networks and 
they mostly spend their time on Facebook. So I use Facebook to see what's going on with my friends, to post occasional updates, generally almost all non-promotional. And I personally use it because uh, I like it, you know, and um, yeah, I don't know if I'm rambling now. No, no, not at all. And the reason I, I switched from you to businesses or brands is because if you're not checking it, and are there a lot of are there others like you that aren't checking it, right? So what how, is it prudent for a brand to be spending time and money uh, to be on there if if they're not yeah. really looking at it? All so here's day? the here's the answer to the question: Are your customers on there, and mm-hmm. are they active on there? Now, in my particular case, social media examiners customers are definitely on LinkedIn, and they're definitely active on LinkedIn. But my personal strategy is not to be on LinkedIn uh, because I know that I can make the most influence by showing who I am as a person on Facebook to my peers and my followers. And there's a strategy there. By actively showing my life on Facebook, some private, some public, Mm -hmm. I'm actually showing the world that I'm a normal person. I'm not anybody special just because I have a big blog behind me. And by doing that, on Facebook, I humanize myself, but on LinkedIn, that just doesn't work that way. You know, nobody's right. posting pictures of LinkedIn of a hot air balloon that just landed. Uh, Which was cool, by the way. I saw that in your backyard. Yeah, practically in their yard. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be ridiculous, right? Right. But by doing that, I'm just showing a little bit of what I find strange or interesting. And, and I think people get to know me that way. Yeah, that's, that's very true. You're right. I mean, th- I guess the way you do use them will dictate the way... Um, or the way they are used, it will dictate the way you're going to post on them. So let's, let's talk about businesses. Uh, and I, I'll use the words brands, but don't mistake it for large or small, just right. businesses in general. Uh, what platforms, and I already kind of heard it in your, in your answer earlier, but what platforms do they have to be on? None. Oh, I like the answer. Right. Why? There, is no, there is no have to be on any platform. And that's coming from a guy that runs a company called social media examiner. Um, I think, I think the question is uh, not what do you have to be on, but what what could benefit you by having a presence on. And I think that that's going to be highly subjective by every single business. If you sell products that are physical products, like houseware products, then there's no question you want to be on Pinterest because Pinterest is where people go to discover interesting things and housewares and all that kind of stuff is huge on Pinterest. Right. Um, if you are trying to establish yourself as a, let's say, fitness personality, then you want to be on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. You want to show all these pictures of you at the gym, posing little video clips, because that's what people do on Instagram. Probably you want to have it published on Facebook too. So it's really a question of um, understanding the unique culture of every platform and understanding who your audience is that you're trying to reach. Now, I can tell you what we do at Social Media Examiner. Yes, please. We are extremely active on Facebook. We have almost 400,000 fans on Facebook. We're extremely active on Twitter. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands are on there. Um, and we're also uh, active on Google+. Plus. We have hundreds of thousands of fans there. We're active on LinkedIn. And those are probably our um, primary four we're also building up our Pinterest account because, see, Pinterest isn't exactly the perfect platform for us yet, um, and neither is Instagram for us yet. We're beginning to wrap our brain around how we can use it, but because 
Instagram, for example, is a very personal platform. It's kind of, you have to wrap your brain around how to use it from a business to business perspective, which is who we're trying to reach. And the same thing goes with Pinterest. So uh, we have totally different strategies on every single one of those platforms. Uh, if we had to only accept one, it would be Facebook. You know, we would say goodbye all the rest. We'd have to say Facebook. And then the next thing would be Twitter. Now we know why, because we track everything. We track every metric. We track every inbound lead. We track everything using Google UTM parameters. And we know exactly which things are moving the needle for us. And um, it's taken me years. We're going to be six years old on Monday. And uh, it's taken me years to get to the point to have a kind, of, a kind of active presence on all these different platforms. And like I said, there's seven of us managing these platforms. There's definitely no, I would say there's no right or wrong. And like you, like you said, there's no right or wrong on how you choose to deploy your strategy. Like whatever works, works. But are there any, do you have steps or do you have an idea of evaluating the viability of new platforms uh, or platform or any platform? Well, that, that That is a key question, right? Yeah. Like I'm hearing from people that say, hey, you need to be on Snapchat. And I'm hearing from people that say, hey, um, we need to be on Blab. Now, Blab is not exactly what I would call a social network. But, you know, let's harken back to what you said earlier. I, I don't, I don't, I don't um, just jump on any particular social platform. And I wouldn't advise anybody just to jump because everyone else is jumping, right? Absolutely. You didn't necessarily just start a show on Blab because it looks like everyone is starting a show on Blab. As a matter of we fact, we see a lot of that, don't we? We see a lot yeah. of people starting things for the sake of starting it or live streaming for the sake of live streaming. So there are early adopters. I'm not one. Okay. I generally do not jump in early on anything. I mean, we, we're just beginning our Instagram strategy. Talk about late, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they have 400 million users. So we're really <laughs> late to the game. Um, so the way that I like to think about it is start somewhere, get really, really good at it, make sure it's, it's achieving your business objectives. Excuse me. Then figure out where's the next place we should go. And the way to figure that out is to survey your audience. Just simply ask them, what are the social networks that you're hanging on out on the most? Then watch how people are interacting on those platforms. Begin to understand the unique culture because you don't want to just show up on that platform and do what you do on Facebook because it may not work. So look at people that are successful. Ask them questions. What are they doing? This is what I do all the time on my social media marketing podcast. And then... Um, Decide to find a few models and then dive in and try it out. Give yourself some goals and give yourself some time and invest the time into it. And if it begins to work, then eventually you can hopefully train someone to do it for you. And then you can move your eyes onto the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Now, when it comes to Blab, the reason I'm so all over Blab and I wasn't all over Periscope or Meerkat at all is because... Our target audience is here on Blab every single day. As a matter of fact, if you take a look at any day, you will see marketing Blabs more than any other Blab. Oh, yeah. I know part of it is because we've evangelized the heck out of it to our audience, but <laughs> but our people are here, so it makes sense for us to be here. Does that make sense? Does that make a lot of sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. If your people are here, you know, be where your audience is. And, and I couldn't be any more with you on not wanting to jump in onto live stream because maybe your audience isn't watching on live stream. So what are you going to talk about on live stream? Periscope. Periscope. I didn't want to jump in on Periscope and Meerkat. I tried it and it was just like, you know, that burden of having to talk and talk and talk and talk and not have interaction was too much for me. I'm an extrovert. I'm, you know, I'm not someone who could look in the mirror and talk for an hour. I just can't do that. 
that's essentially what you're doing. You're looking into a little reflective camera and you have to be willing to be an entertainer. That's not me. Instead, I love dialogue, man. And that's what I love about this platform. Yeah. And when you jumped into this platform, so for those of you that, that are listening to the podcast, we are recording it live on blab.im here. Uh, and there's an, a live audience watching. Uh, Mike and I are looking at each other and it's just fantastic for engagement purposes. But when you jumped in, let's talk a little bit about Blab because we're on this platform. It's a new platform. Obviously, you jumped in because your audience is here, but personally, you've also delved in a little bit. By Joel Com, let's just be honest. <laughs> so there's the first Joel Com reference of my podcast ever. But um, prior to that, actually, in the Social Media Marketing Society, someone said, hey, I would love to show you what Blab is all about. And um, my response to them was, I don't have time for another thing. You know, and I ruled it off just like every other email that I get in my inbox from someone trying to show me what they think is the next social network. But then when I started noticing people that I respect and, and that I um, really look up to active on here, I was kind of like, well, wait a second. Uh, Joel Kahn is on here. Ian Cleary is on here. Amy Schmittauer is on here. All these people that I know, you know, that I've gotten to know over the years are on here. Wow. Uh, Kim uh, Garst is on here. I'm like, hmm, what do they see that I don't see? So then I started looking a little bit more. And when I began to see that, that's when I realized there's something here. These people are drawn into this thing. And, you know, that's that's the beginning of the story. So would you say you consult you consult with the thought leaders directly or are you just were you kind of watching, sitting back and saying, all oh, right, I, I send, see them on here. I sent Brian Fonzo. I said, <laughs> I said, dude, what is going on with this? blab thing he was the first guy i reached out to yeah and he said man i'm all in and and i was like whoa that's a big deal to hear him and he told me that he moved his hangout stuff over here i was like wow because you know brian is usually on the very front end as is joel common things like we're oh, yeah. walking around with meerkat t-shirts at south by or whatever <laughs> but you know um they're early adopters i'm not so i wanted to get their take on it you know once they told me how much they were all in and I started noticing all these other people that I know and respect. I just started looking at it and I said, okay, I have an opportunity here is what I said to actually be an early adopter. I'm not, I'm never an early adopter. I decided I was going to go ahead and become an early adopter in this one thing. And, um, I think so far it's worked out quite well for us. We're going to go a little bit off, off the train of thought here because yep. it's, it makes perfect sense. Why have other platforms like this? Uh, not worked or not had the buzz. And then I, we're going to go into buzz in a second. I want to talk about the buzzword buzz, but why have percent about the influencers and 0% about how cool the technology is. Um, everybody can say it's easy to use, but there's other things like a peer dot in that have been around a lot longer that are just as easy to use. Right. It's because the influencers came and evangelized. And I want to make this clear. That's the only reason any product succeeds. The moment the influencers leave is the moment it dies. That's why Twitter got popular. That's why Facebook got popular. That's why Periscope got popular and Meerkat. If nobody was wandering around that was an influencer screaming Meerkat, nobody would have paid attention. And what's really cool, I was at Social Media Marketing World. I was having dinner with Guy Kawasaki. And earlier that day, um, Periscope announced that it was coming out, you know, Twitter released Periscope. I'd like to think <laughs> in collaboration, even though we didn't realize it, you know, with the start of social media marketing world, I'm at dinner that night with Guy Kawasaki sitting next to him. 
I'm all, wait a minute. I thought you were meerkat because just the night before you were meerkat and all over the USS Midway aircraft carrier. He's all, I switched so fast. It wasn't even funny. He said, he said, yeah. I said, goodbye, meerkat periscope. Here I am. I said, how long did it take you? He said about five minutes. And I said, why? <laughs> and he said, well, because Twitter's behind it and I like it. And you know what? When you get somebody like Guy Kawasaki evangelizing your product, pop, you know what I mean? And um, that's how these things work. It's all about the influencers. Now, that's the beginning. That's, you know, to sustain it, Blab is going to have to do a lot to create great content because the influencers are only going to be able to do so, so much. But that that's why. And anybody who thinks otherwise is, is kidding themselves because it really is because of Joel Combs of the world and Brian Fonzo's of the world that this thing is blowing up. And it's really, if we're intellectually honest, probably not blowing up as fast as they all would like because, you know, you're yet <laughs> to get the movie stars here. You're get you're yet to get the famous, super famous musicians and stuff. When that happens, it's going to pop. And I think that's good for the rest of us, right? Right now, right now, it's good for the rest of us to be here as early as we are before yeah. they all jump in. Right. But you made a comment. And how does how does a business or any brand, how do they work with influencers? How, because not not every platform is going to, or every business will have just like this organic, not, not everybody's going to have a guy Kawasaki saying, I'm going to switch over to this. Not everyone's going to have a Mike Stelzner behind it, a Joel Com. So how do you work with influencers? How does that happen? It's first of all, highly complicated. Um, first and foremost, you got to have relationships with the right people. And in an ideal world, the guys at Blab knew some people who knew some people, if that makes sense. And they said, hey, would you let this person know? And I know that's exactly what happens with a lot of these things. Hey, I know you're friends with so-and-so. Would you let them show them this cool thing? It's just like, it's just like any other kind of good word of mouth. Put in a good word for me. Um, ideally, you've got a good network in place. You've built relationships with these people. And um, ideally, you know them and you call them as friends. Because that's the way you cut through the the noise. You could have the best product in the world, but if you don't know, uh, if you don't have, if you haven't really built relationships with those influencers, it's not going to go anywhere. So the real question is, how do you build relationships with the influencers? Well, you do what I do. Um, I'm friends with an enormous amount of influencers in my space, and I invest heavily in their success. The way I do that is I get them on my podcast when they have a brand new book coming out. Um, I give them an opportunity to speak on my stages. I reach out to, for example, Seth Godin, and I say, how can I help? And he responds back, and he says, I've got a brand new book coming out. And I say, let's get you on the show the day of the launch. You know, I rearrange my schedule if I have to. That's what I do over and over every single day. Then when I get to meet these people, I don't ever sell them anything. I just, I act like I'm an old dude, and I just say, hey, how you doing? I don't ask for anything. And you just build true relationships. And once you have true relationships, then someday down the road, if you have a small ask like, hey, um, I've got this new thing coming out. Can you check it out? Great. If they say no, it doesn't really matter because that relationship is still what you're investing in in the long run. If you build enough relationships with enough people and not just super famous people, but the next super famous people, this is one of the things that I'm, as you could almost say is my secret sauce. I find diamonds in the rough. Or I find the next superstar and I help them become the superstar. Now, Vincenzo, if you were able to identify superstars and help them become superstars, guess what happens when they're superstars? They're going to remember you. They're not just going to remember you. They're going to be willing to help you anytime, any place, no matter what, because you will be your biggest success. Yeah. That's the key. Nobody seems to get that, but that's the key to success. I want to give our viewers and our listeners some 
really actionable if they had steps. So could you you want to give us some steps? Could do you have like five steps for for a few things? Maybe like if we talked about strategic campaigns sure. and go, up, go back to and then go back up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be that, but how would you say you you um like what are the questions you you ask yourself? Do you have a specific set of questions? Do you have a specific set of or, um or what are we things that you're looking for? We're talking still talking about uh, new platforms and brands. No, no, I don't. I want to get off the influence. Okay. Because yeah. How do you evaluate whether the platform is good for you or not? If you had like five steps or four steps, something that you I don't just have like steps, but I'll, I'll pick them up as a go here. Okay. Perfect. Uh, first step is to ask yourself: uh, Do we need to do something different? You know, is, is everything that we're doing now working well? If it is, great. But if we, if there's an area where we could improve, like we need more email, we need a bigger email list. Therefore, we need to develop a community. You know, that's the first question. Like, do we really need to do anything? Because sometimes you, you should just stick with where you are and not, not mess with things. Then once you know you need to do something, then the next question is, where do we go? What do we do? So that in that step, you want to start looking at the entire landscape of your industry that you're in. And you want to study all of your uh, friends, all your competitors. And you want to say, what are they doing? Where are they? What seems to be working for them? In an ideal world, you pick up the phone and you say, hey, how is that platform working for you? Is it really working? Do you know it's working? Yeah, we're crushing it. Da, 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 da. Like Gary Vaynerchuk is really told me he's really big on Snapchat. Okay, I found that really intriguing. You know, um, just because it makes sense for him. He's got a big agency, you know, and, and he's targeting mm -hmm. millennials. Um, so, so, you know, ask around. And while you're asking around, make sure you understand what the audience makeup is. Like, ask yourself this question. Who are we trying to reach? And are they there on that platform? This is what everybody gets wrong. They just assume that people like them are everywhere. And that's not true. You know, there's probably platforms none of us have ever heard of before. But our audience is out there and very active on it. And the key is to find out where that is. Forums. I mean, gosh, so many people overlook this good old technology called forums. And some people are like, oh, huh, what's a forum? <laughs> But, you know, forums are where a lot of people hang out, depending on what your niche are. And it may be that there's a big old forum in your niche where everybody networks, everybody has dialogue, and you would have never thought about that. You go where they are. Um, if you're not really sure, then, you know, pick up the phone again and just talk to anybody in that industry who is active on a social platform. Now, once you, once you get your research, so you now know, okay, they're all out on the social network. The audience that I have is amongst this demographic. And then you want to look for a couple of people you can model. Like, look what this company is doing. What they're doing is really crushing it. If you have a podcast, what, a, what better time than to get these people on your show and interview them and ask them all about how they do it. This is the secret sauce to podcasts, you guys. You get a chance to get free consulting. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do yeah. that all the time. I mean, if you've ever listened to my podcast, there's strategy behind everything that I do. When I know that we need to do more in this category or that category, like I'll give you an example right now. YouTube is an area that we're not as strong in as we would like. You're going to see a lot of YouTubers on my show over the next few months because we are developing relationships into the YouTube channel intentionally. And we're working behind the scenes on launching something into YouTube. But along the way, I want to know who the top YouTubers are, and I'm going to have them on my show. I've got uh, Daryl Evans coming on. I think that's his name. Uh, he's one of the top guys. Um, I had Owen uh, Hams. I, I forget it. Hamsmath. Yeah. On my show, I had um, Steve, uh, I mean, uh, Tim Schmoyer on my show. Um, 
you know, and in the past, of course, I've had other YouTubers on my show, but I'm bulking up on my YouTube knowledge right now, getting ready for possibly doing something on YouTube. So you're saying, so let's see, we have first question is, do we need to do something different? Right. That was your first question that you asked. Then the second question we should be asking is where are, where are, where is our audience? And this, this third, it sounds like another question almost we're asking ourselves, where do we need to be stronger? And then utilizing maybe like you said, free knowledge to build ourselves up. Yeah. I mean, like, do we need to do more? If so, then, um, then who is our audience and then where is our audience? So, so first, who is it that we're trying to reach? A lot of people don't know that. Where are they? And then once you think they're, and, and in order to get to where are they, you've got to do a lot of research. That's when all that research stage comes in. You know, that's when you start looking at your competitors and you maybe have someone on your team do a little analysis and said, okay, like here's our top 10 competitors and they happen to be active on all these things. It appears here's some good examples of what they're doing. Here's some of the people that they seem to be sharing. And then maybe, you know, you could, you could spend a lot of time doing a lot of research and really qu- kind of figure it out. Like for example, when I started my which is, um, was my parenting blog, you know, I had a huge amount of research that we did about who are the, who are the leaders inside of the um, adventure space for parents and kids. And then what are all the social platforms that they're super active on? And it, it, you know, it revealed a couple things. And then we started building relationships with those people. I started a podcast with the express intention uh, called parenting adventures to try to build relationships with those people and kind of just gather up that big amount of knowledge. It, you know, you can't, this isn't just like flip a switch, turn on Pinterest. This is like, Hey, get the research done, develop the strategy, talk to the two true pros. The good news is people that are really good. They love this kind of stuff. They love talking about this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Maybe get into a mastermind with these guys, start sharing knowledge. It's always about the long game. Well, so, you know, some people, and this is a question I heard, actually, I heard this today. Some people, they'll, they'll say this. If you don't like a platform, you shouldn't be there. You should be excited about it. And that's like their criteria. Do you think that's good advice or is it always that's horrible about- advice? <laughs> Why? Who cares if you like it or not? What matters is if your customers are there, you know? It's not about your preferences. It's about them. And this is what marketers seem to get wrong every time. They think the world is about themselves. It's not. It's about their people. You know, I could care less about a lot of social platforms that we are there and we are active there because our audience wants us to be there. And that's the key thing you have to ask yourself. Now, if you're a one-man show, I get it, right? If you're a one-man show, you shouldn't try to become something you're not. But if you are a business with more than one person, then, you know, Hopefully you have a small team of people and you need to be really smart about where you are. You could love Snapchat, but if your audience isn't there, then who cares? Right? Oh, of course. And you hate Twitter. You're wasting your time. You better be on Twitter. You know, if they're all on Twitter, if you hate it, I don't know if that helps or not, but no, it does. Because I think in this day and age where this is like the common thread from the the get go here, if you if you're just on these platforms just to be the first person on it, or if you're just on it to do like to wait, you're wasting time, right? If it doesn't, if there's no end game or if you know your audience isn't there, or if you don't know where your audience is, you're wasting time just playing around. Like you said, with Periscope, your audience isn't there. Now here's something else to keep in mind. Our audience is not, our audience is here on Blab, but even mm-hmm. if they weren't here on Blab, you can pull your audience to wherever you go, depending right. on how big of a platform you have. So we have a really big platform at Social Media Examiner. We're talking millions. So we pull our audience where we go sometimes. And in this case, we know that most of them are not familiar with Blab. So we look at Blab as a utility more than a platform. So the reason we pull them here is because we think it's cool 
and we think they want to hear from us live. So that's why we do our weekly show. That's why we advertise that show in our 410,000 person email newsletter list, you know, uh, because we're pulling them to that platform because we know that if they get to know the live us and maybe get a chance to talk to us, that would be very beneficial from a marketing perspective. So are the, there are cases when you pull your audience there and there are cases when you go there and you develop an audience that you actually don't already have. By the way, I can go over a couple minutes if you want to, because I feel like we're on a roll. Okay. Uh, well, what's a good tactic then for, for doing that? Is it social to social or is it from an owned asset to this, to a new platform? How would you go about doing that? And by owned asset, for those that don't understand what I mean by owned asset, I mean your website, email list, uh, those are your owned assets. It's not a, it's not a social media platform. So how would you do that, Mike? Well, I would definitely do both. Um, there's no reason why, for example, when we do a blab, we, we do a weekly morning blab where we talk about all the news and social and you can click on my profile and see it. If you're on desktop, I don't know why they don't do that on mobile yet, but, um, and I'm sure you'll link to it in the show notes. The yeah. idea is, um, uh, the idea is in our case, we are posting it on our Facebook page. We're posting it on Twitter. Um, and, uh, we are putting in our email newsletter multiple times. So we are using social. The problem with Facebook is that it doesn't always get in the newsfeed quick enough. So with Twitter, it's instant. That's the good news, right? Cause Twitter is right. real time and Facebook, real time. Facebook's not real time, right? You could post something on your page and someone might not see it till tomorrow. And that's a little bit too late. That's, and that's a little weird too, I, I think, but that's, yeah. I guess a whole, that's a question for, that's a topic for a whole other day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about the newsfeed optimization, but, but, but email is ideal. Like we put it out in our newsletter the day before and we tell people to subscribe. Um, so yeah, use whatever means are necessary. Just know that a tiny little percentage are going to show up. I mean, we'd never had more than 180 people live on a blab, um, despite promoting it to hundreds of thousands of people because, you know, they got to be willing to go there at that, at that moment. I mean, typically we have about 400 people show up through the duration of the blab, but, um, you know, the good news about blab is it's an embeddable platform. So we actually take the recorded blab and we put it up on our Saturday post every week. So every week when we email the 400 plus thousand people, it's right in there and it's our commentary on the news. So, um, you know, there's always ways that you can cross promote and cross use content, especially video, you know, and we actually take little one minute clips out of our video show and we put them up in Facebook native video. And then we promote the show by taking highlights out of our actual show to promote the next show. Okay, so that brings another question into my head here. Is it is it becoming too tired to ask these questions social to social? Because we see so many people just all they do is promote their other at their other accounts, their other social is just everywhere. It, I mean, their Instagram is promoting their Facebook. Their Facebook. Here's the is difference: their- we're not saying follow us on Blab. We're saying come to our live show this Friday. Do you understand? So that? Blab is content. It's not just. It's not. It's not really a platform. Well, Blab, you're saying it doesn't. It doesn't need, here's the. It's a distinction. Um, it, we could say, check out our, our, um, uh, infographic on Pinterest, click here for it. So it's not, we're not saying follow us on Pinterest. If we post it on Facebook, instead, we're taking content from one platform and suggesting it on another platform. So the key to the whole thing is the content. If people like the content, they'll follow intuitively. It's a much easier ask to say, go check out this content living on this platform than it is to say, follow us on this platform. Once they come to the content, we tell them to follow us. In our live lab, we say, hey, don't forget to follow me so that you won't miss out on my future shows. 
um, at the bottom of an infographic, you could, you could put a little note that says, don't forget to follow us on Pinterest. So it's all about how you think about it. Yeah. And I mean, what I love about Blab, like you said, is that I can take this, this is content, I'm repurposing this too. So personally, I'm taking these and I'm, I mean, like it is, I'm using this as a podcast. So this is going to go as a podcast. I could take the video and put it up everywhere else. And I could tell people to come check me out. Like you said, follow me because you're going to see more of this type of content. Uh, all right. I'm going to be respectful of your time. So final piece of advice for a brand analyzing a new platform. Just last piece of advice. If you could might drop the mic. Well, don't literally drop okay. your mic because you so got a nice mic my, there. Here's my piece of advice. Why don't you participate as a consumer of it before you participate as a... Oh as a brand person of it. So why not, like if you have no presence on one of these social platforms like Instagram, instead of just launching an Instagram account for your business, why don't you go out there and participate as a user and begin to understand the culture of it and begin to understand what you personally like. And that way you will create something that, that emerges from having participated in it. And that's exactly what people are doing on a lot of these platforms like Blab in particular. They're going and they're watching a Blab or a Periscope and they're saying, that's pretty cool. I think I could do that. Um, and, or they're, and maybe they're coming on once or twice onto someone else's Blab and they're like, hey, that was a lot of fun. I'm beginning to under, understand the idiosyncrasies of making sure you have a headset in and all that kind of stuff and understanding what it means to boot someone you know, and all that kind of stuff. So start as a participant. See if you can you know, work it as a participant and while you're participating, participate with people that are in your industry and um, see how that all works. And then, and then come back with a strategy to execute for your business. That was, that was the best mic drop you could ever have. Be a user, be a consumer, actually get on the platforms and use them. Don't drop that mic. I dropped my mic. Yeah. <laughs> drop. <laughs> drop the, it's nice with these little boom arms. You can just drop the mic here. Um, Mike, I really do appreciate your time. If there's anything else that you want to promote, I know you have the uh, um, a couple things that you have going on. If you want to promote them, you know, let us know. Yeah, a couple <laughs> things. First of all, if you love um, shows, I've got two that I want to recommend. I've got a, a, a weekly podcast called Social Media Marketing, which you can find on any podcast platform. Um, and then I have a weekly blab uh, called the Social Morning Social Media Talk. It's usually on Fridays or Thursdays um, on Blab. And um, all you got to do is go to any social media examiner, social media account and ask and someone on our team will point you how to find that stuff. Yeah. And we'll have all this linked in the show notes. So for anybody that missed that, uh, I'll have it all linked up right in uh, brandboostcast.com. Uh, if you click on the podcast, you'll have all the episodes there. Uh, Mike, again, sincerely appreciate it. Could you do me one favor? This is Mike Stelzner, founder of Social Media Examiner. And you're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast with Vincenzo Landino. There you have it. Mike Stelzner telling us what it takes to evaluate new platforms. And sometimes when you just need to step away, there'll be plenty of links in the show notes if you're interested in getting tickets to the Social Media Success Summit. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. I believe you have until the end of this week to get them. It runs through the rest of the month. So be sure to do that. As always, we're going to give you a little Italian lesson at the end of the show. Today, I want to talk about getting something to drink, and this is uh, inspired from my little trip to D.C. with my producer, Cody. We were handling a brand boost activation campaign, and the perfect phrase in Italian that came to me was, vorrei qualcosa da bere, vorrei qualcosa da bere. That means, I would like something to drink. 
So I'll say it one more time. Vorrei qualcosa da bere. I would like something to drink. Next time you're in an Italian restaurant, make sure to use that. Hopefully get yourself a glass of wine. Remember, we learned how to say that as well in the first couple episodes. If you didn't remember, go back and listen. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please feel free to leave us a review at brandboostcast.com slash iTunes, or if you're already listening, click on the artwork and scroll right down to the bottom. You'll be able to click on the link right there. Until next time, ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.